What's up, guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Justin Total Package, Frank the British Bulldog, and Cuz bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic. What happened to Magnum TA? For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. And don't forget that wonderful daily motion that we can be totally uncensored, unscripted, and watch whatever videos we want. It's a lot of fun. More content is coming. Actually, I think we're going to record some after this session. So um, I am definitely looking forward to that. All right. Settle down. Jesus. Dave, we might even have a companion for this episode. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? What's a companion? I choose the matches for... Ah, I see. I see what you're doing. I see where you're going. Ah, Uh, I better know what it is, too. (laughs) Magnum T has come across... uh, the podcast so many times and it always comes to the realm of a what if um you know magnitude kind of had a tragic event that really shortened his career. we'll get into it shortly but um just he was destined i mean some people go as far as like he could have been another hogan that might have been a little far-fetched but he was definitely being pushed to be the biggest baby face um aside from hogan um in those times i mean what say you Basically, uh, he was going. They, they already. He was going to beat Flair. It was already a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Uh, not to say Flair wouldn't have won it seven more times, and they would have traded it back. Who knows how that would have worked sure. out? But he was the the big guy, and he was coming right along at the time when Rocket was struggling, and Vince was going national and really putting the pressure on, and they needed a baby face. They had really good stars, like a very young Sting in ninety or eighty seven, eighty eight. Uh, um, Dusty, but Dusty was getting older himself. <clears throat> was so it Luger like, around or no? Uh, he was a heel, I think, more often than not. I think Luger was part of the Horseman in like '87 and, and around that, and then Luger turned oh. face after that. A lot of people had to turn face after. We'll, we'll talk about the accident, but uh, because Dusty was scrambling at that point, because there was a lot of plans for Magnum TA, mm. a lot. Mm. Big toy. Uh, anything you guys want to add to that, Guz? Uh, Greg? No. Them. No, <laughs> no, no. And the episode. Well, thanks for thanks, thanks for playing. We'll talk. We'll catch back with you in thirty minutes. Um, Terry Wayne Allen was born on June eleventh, nineteen fifty nine. What? Who's that? Chesapeake, Virginia. <laughs> Terry Wayne Allen. That's one. Huh? Magnum TA. Get, get with get with get with the get with the, the TA standing for something else, right? Craig? Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm sure it's been <laughs> talked about before, but I maybe I forgot about it. And they've also done. A, they did a Dark Side. Uh, the ring or the vice uh, special on Magnum TA mm-hmm. so that prompted my yeah, memory to be like, oh, well, wow. let me write this episode as well. So yeah, that's fresh on my mind too. We're just going to copy the other TV programs. Why not at this point? Yeah. Um, so, uh, but uh, yeah, so, but I, ride the snake, I man. did not know. Right. And maybe I just forgot or I never knew sure, about it or whatever, how he got the name Magnum TA. It was referred to him by a very famous pro wrestler came up with the idea. And it, I, it blew my mind. Cause I'm like, what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allen began wrestling in 1978 and joined the National Wrestling Alliance, or NWA, where he began competing for the championship wrestling from Florida and the Pacific Northwest Wrestling. Which PNW Dusty booked at the time, by the way. Yeah. Upon debuting in Mid-South, Allen renamed himself Magnum TA and adopted a character known as the American Heartthrob, based on Allen's slight resemblance to the actor Tom Selleck, who was at the time starring in the popular television series Magnum mm. P.I. Jess, if you don't put a video clip of Magnum P.I.'s intro right here, 
With that I'm going to put that famous right. picture of Tom Selleck by the Corvette in the short shorts. So good. So good. Alan adopted the ring name after Andre the Giant suggested he combine the Magnum name yeah. with the initials hey, of boss. his real name. Hey, hey boss. boss. <laughs> you look like Tom Why don't you Kelly. do the TA after Magnum? You look like Tom do Kelly, the Mag P.I. Or Terry Allen. No baby oil. I convinced he was grumpy. He was in the background and like Magnum was talking to somebody else going like, what should I do? I just want to change my name or whatever. And then Andre, it's so obvious. He's like, Magnum TA for Terry Allen. Jesus. (laughs) It's right in front of the the story that we tell is like Andre affectionately gave him that name. But really, he was like, it's right in front of your face. You idiot. You fucking idiot. I love how you trail off. You don't. He's he's throwing wild. Wine bottles at like uh, Terry just was like no Flipping stupid hard. so stupid I'm gonna flip your car Terry, oh, Magnum shit, TA Terry Allen I have to do everything everything <laughs> go get That's beer why I'm cases. the boss I thought I don't remember that I don't think I ever knew that so like when they said it I'm like Andre the Giant like was he just it's crazy like you know because he used to be in the territories Andre did like before Vince gobbled sure. him up. So it's just kind of crazy about how, like, somehow I don't. He was they may not even been in a locker room together. They didn't say it because Andre was in AWA, and then he went right to WWF when Vince. Well, I don't. I think Andre came in eighty four, eighty five. Little, little known, little known. Just said uh, Andre liked Magnum TA better than he liked Hulk Hogan. I he probably, know. I'm sure he did. He probably did. I'm sure he did at first. And then, but <laughs> oh, so I'm thinking that maybe this happened like where the wrestlers <laughs> like just like they didn't say it happened in the back because I want to say what what year did you say it was Dave eighty five or eighty four when did he choose eighty Eighty-four. Yep. God, it must have been right before Andre went in with Vince. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It just blew my mind. I was yeah, like, I don't trying remember to do doing the... NW at all. Oh, I mean, yeah. he, I know he wrestled it, the territory oh, a lot. No, that's but, not like, true, brother. Yeah. Was, oh, this is, this is wild. And he was going to call me Magnum TB, brother. <laughs> all right. In '84, the National Wrestling Alliance Jim Crockett promotion signed Allen. After debuting there, Magnum began feuding with Wahoo McDaniel of all people and defeating him for the United States Heavyweight Championship on March 23rd, Because um, yeah. were you born yet? What was you, when were you born, buddy? Not yet, buddy. November. Not 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 quite there. Yep, not quite there. <laughs> wow, almost there. You were you were you were a gleam in the eye. Yep, I was. He then began feuding with the Four Horsemen before feuding solely with Horseman member Tully Blanchard um, and his valet Baby Doll, losing the title to him, not Baby Doll, because that was a shit. He, he did lose uh, to Baby Doll. Baby Doll was four years. He lost the Baby Doll. You know, she. I'm sure she helped. Yeah, she's four years. Um, losing the time. title to him on July 21st. Uh, <laughs> On the September 28th uh, edition here, Magnum here. lost the Horseman's leader, uh, lost the Horseman's leader, Ric Flair, in a nearly 30-minute title match for Flair's World Heavyweight Championship. Magnum would regain the U.S. title in the okay. famous I Quit match at a Starcade in November. Exactly. I, can, I cannot I tell everyone to this oh, day. <laughs> to this day, you must go and watch that I Quit match between those two. It still is wonderful. The violence with the chair is just second to none. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, yes, there's a lot of stuff he, you go back he, and watch in the beat, early he 80s. He beat Blanchard like, Blatford, Jess, right? Just to be clear. Yeah, he beat Blanchard, beat him, and then he beat Blanchard back for the title. 
Got um, mm-hmm. in the middle. In the middle is when he first kind of flirted around with Flair and lost in a like close mm-hmm. match or whatever. But that Starcade uh, wow. '85 match where him and Blanchard. <laughs> it's an I Quit match in a steel cage. It's bloody. It's lovely. Uh, the violence with the chairs, some of the best I've ever seen. Like it's the, especially the ending sequence. It's like a, I've said it before. It's like a climactic in an action movie, you know, where someone's going to stab the other person and then they're pushing back and they're like, Ugh, like yeah, trying to, it's yeah. so well done. And Vince is famous for stories like that. Nowadays, we see all that kind of theatrics play out on WWE and they're so good at sure. it. And, you know, the production's great, but for Crockett That's- to have that kind of foresight, these two just, Hit it out of the fucking park with that match. I love that match to this day. It's one of my favorite matches, um, really in general, like that I've probably, ever seen. Probably but, what, probably what they wanted. That match is what strapped him. You know, and you know, Tully totally gets saddled yeah. a lot with Arn, as he should, because they were a great tag team. You know, and they were the brainbusters in WWF and all that. But Tully was mm-hmm. an amazing singles wrestler. Held the TV title. Held the US title. Like Tully Blanchard is, and, and he's he's a motherfucking great heel. Like Tully Blanchard, he, he's like MJF. Like honestly, he's just this smarmy asshole. Like who just walked strutted when he walked he's just a so talented Tully Blanchard is so underrated nobody talks about him that much or they just say oh yeah Arn and Tully and that's great you know they should be remembered but uh Tully Blanchard is a hell of a singles wrestler slingshot suplex like was his finishing move like he was so good like really really good and, and Magnum was they were perfect for each other which is really excellent all their matches were good Talk about the Blanchard family uh, in the uh, future would be a be a fun little. Well, which is, and we were talking about it before we hit record, among other things we were talking about. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that uh, Tessa Blanchard, which is Tully Blanchard's daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. he divorced his wife, which was the mother, you know, Tully was, is her father and she remarried Magnum T.A. So Magnum T.A. is Tessa Blanchard's stepfather. It's crazy. He's very involved with her career. Yep. Seems too, or at least they both are. Right, um, according to Cuz. I think when yeah. she did, when she wrestled for Impact or was she at the first All Out before it was AEW or whatever and they both accompanied her down to the ring. Both uh, Magnum and Blanchard did. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's awesome. Uh, Jim Crockett Jr. <laughs> set up a contract signing for Magnum to defend his title against Nikita. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the whole sentence. My bad. It's okay. Um, in, April, in April of 86, Magnum began feuding with Ivan Koloff, <laughs> who started proclaiming that his nephew, Nikita, would become the United States Heavyweight Champion. Jim Crockett set up a, a contract signing for Magnum to defend his title against Nikita in May. At the signing, Magnum brought his mother, Marion, while Nikita brought Ivan. However, Nikita insulted Magnum's mother during the signing. Why'd you bring your mother to a contract signing? What did you say about my mother? For, right? yeah. What'd you say about yeah. my mom? Yeah. Well, she's right there. I had to say oh. right there. That was before Heenan and Bossman were here. Is this your friend, Terry? It's like, no, this is dangerous, <laughs> Mom. What the fuck? Mom, just stop. Mom, shh. Mom, mom. Just, just sit there. He, he's bald. He's quite a. Ooh, you speak a different language. Ooh. Scary. He doesn't seem like a nice man. Why are there pens here? Coffee? You have to sign something? Why are we making fun of poor Magnum's mom? <laughs> I don't know. And now he's going to feud with us, apparently, because that's what happens when uh, we make fun of his mom. 
We're dead. We're done. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think he can still hurt us today. He's like, she's like, are we going to Applebee's after this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop. Then president of the NWA, Bob uh, Geigel. Is that how you say it? Bob Geigel. Geigel. Issued a public reprimand against Magnum for conducting unbecoming of a champion. Magnum replied, (laughs) reprimand this while punching Geigel. That's fantastic. As a result, Magnum was stripped of his title and was put up in a best of seven series between Magnum and Nikita. After losing the first three matches in a row, Magnum began a comeback, winning the next three to keep the series going. A tie-breaking match on August 17th of 1986 in Charlotte, North Carolina. Nikita finally defeated Magnum to win the title with help with Ivan and Crusher. And his mother slipped him brass knucks. That's not true. So uh, everyone talks it, about the Benoit mm-hmm. and Booker T best of seven. Wonderful. Then they redid the best of seven in WWE over the U.S. title. Wonderful. Um, but uh, but but the first original best of seven was Nikita and uh, Magnum. And so if you go on YouTube and you see some clips, it's fucking silly. Like when on the match, because like Dave said, he went up three nothing. Nikita did. So they go into the fourth match, and you're like, oh, my God, Magnum has to win to stay alive. And then uh, when he beat Nikita, that place shook. Like, it was insanity. Like, I never heard anything like that. He was so goddamn over, uh, Magnum was. Like, it's crazy. And a lot of people shit on Nikita, and I don't know why. He was very green, but the fact that Magnum was able to kind of harness him and hold him, and then, like, Dave's going to read later, Nikita's progression Mm -hmm. after that, I think Nikita is underappreciated. He's not wonderful in the ring per se, but like Nikita was a big character back in the day. Like Joe talks about him all the time because Joe watched Crockett. So he's like, no, Nikita was like over as fuck. Like he was a big heel and he was a mm-hmm. big face as Dave's going to read later. And people and we just saw the version that we remember the 1991 Nikita that came back in WCW when it was just he was a shell of him for himself. He left wrestling because his wife was sick and she passed. And then so he came back like uh, to wrestling after that. So and he, by the way. Nikita Koloff, no fucking accent when you talk to him. He sounds like this. Right. Like he's completely fucking it's crazy. Like yeah, he's no Russian accent whatsoever. Newer, so newest craft, man. These guys That's were, another these guys episode. I want to do what happened with Nikita Koloff because like he's former U.S. champion. Oh, like, Nicholas Colton. <laughs> no, most people have, most people don't remember. Or haven't heard of him. You know. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, and a lot crazy. of people like shit on him in, in, in a weird way. And oh, he couldn't work. I'm like, dude, like. You hear how hot these fucking crowds were. It's all about character work back here, too. Like, yeah. I mean, what are you talking about? What's work, really, when you think about it? It's all subjective. And, like, mm. dude, he's part of some of the loudest ovations, like, I've ever heard. And this series here with Dave, like, I mean, dude, people were full on into Magnum TA against Nikita. Like, it was a it was a big deal. And the well, this U.S. Was, title this was, was the big. This was really the setup, right? I mean, he loses here because the whole intent is to put him on the main stage, to go from that upper mid yeah. to main event. And we hit this. On October 14th of 1986, uh, Alan was driving his Porsche in the rain and lost control, wrapping the car around the telephone pole. The wreck happened on Saturday Road in Charlotte, North Carolina, only a couple of miles from his home. Initially, the investigators believed he was speeding, but forensic reports showed he was driving the speed limit 
and he was left in his car for two hours God, before a witness noticed and called 911. There was, that just makes a it sound re- like there was one crotchety detective going, I I know you were speeding, Magnum, like, and it's like yeah. he wasn't. And at the end, he's like, I'll he get was. you next time, Magnum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wreck, unfortunately, though, caused his C4 and C5 vertebrae to explode Jesus. and was doubted it's at intense. the time whether he would ever walk again. I remember seeing the pictures of the accident in Pro Wrestling Illustrated and all the wrestlers in the magazines, the, the and it was the ridiculous. Way the looked, dude. Yeah, it was just wrapped. It was, it was black just and white newspaper. Most photo. people wouldn't. Most people wouldn't survive. I think we'll talk like about a metal that. box. Yeah, doctors at doctors at the Carolinas Medical Center said um, his physical conditioning probably saved his life. The right side of his body was paralyzed for months, ending his in-ring career. So he was taken uh, to a medical it? facility. I'm just kidding. Yeah. You know, WWE doesn't say hospital. hospital. You say it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a bad joke. It's been a long time. It's been 40 years. I'm sorry. That's a dumb joke. <laughs> it's, it's fine. 50 years. Uh, I, fine. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. It's fine. Losing Allen as a wrestler prompted NWA booker Dusty Rose to churn Nikita Koloff, uh, Allen's last rival uh, prior to his wreck, into a baby face. According to the storyline, Koloff gained respect for Magnum from their feud and wanted to take his place. This was uh, memorialized in the spring edition of Wrestling 87 magazine with a large photograph of Koloff with the words, I cry for Magnum TA beside him. Prior to his wreck, Magnum was to win the U.S. title for the third time before being groomed to become the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Magnum's uh, first on-screen appearance following the wreck was on TBS Supertowns on the Superstation in an interview with Tony Schiavone. His first appearance in front of a live crowd was at Crockett Cup in 87, where with the aid of a camera. I remember that from the magazines when he came yeah. out with Luger and Sting, and like he was like, he walked like down. Or no, he came out with Dusty and Luke. No, Dusty and somebody. Yeah, he out, walked, right? he walked, uh, ring with a cane, right? He was Nikita. aided yeah. with it, yeah. yeah. But he walked like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. It was Nikita and Dusty, right, Dave? And as one of the greatest attractions ever in the sport of professional wrestling, he has held the United States Heavyweight Championship, a member of America's team. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome here to the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Tag Team Tournament, Magnum Team. Yeah, it says yeah. Uh, he embraced Dusty and Nikita there, yeah. Okay. Who would go on to defeat Tully Blanchard and Lex Luger for the tournament championship. Magnum later worked as a commentator for the NWA, UWF, and World Championship Wrestling, respectively, where he also served as a manager for Rhodes and Call-Off. In his last angle in WCW in March of 88, Magnum was attacked by his former rival, Tully Blanchard, which prompted Dusty Rhodes to come into the aid of his friend. On the June 24th, 2007, um, I'm sorry, on June 24th of 07, Allen as Magnum TA made his first appearance for World Championship Wrestling. No, WWE. WWE sorry, World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE, at their Vengeance Night of Champions pay-per-view, where he was noted as a former... United so was he in attendance I not, there? I do not remember that. I don't no. ever remember him being on WWE television. 
was he in the crowd and like they probably just yeah they probably just went to him and he's like hello everybody and he's probably they, I, they were probably crowning a new champion or something like that, or leading into their U.S. title match or something. They're like, speaking of U.S. champions, dun, 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 and he's waving in the crowd. To book <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. what's on the big smile? Yeah, he's man. still got and, an active Twitter, Twitter account, too. Oh, yeah, yeah I follow uh, Magnum TA. It's good. Yeah. Why are you? Uh, Twitter. I feel like you're using it to stab us for some reason. That's no, I'm just saying I, I might be a better person than y'all, you guys, but yeah, I follow, <laughs> I follow Magnum TA. <laughs> Well, this is true. We all knew that. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? Duh. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, I mean, real quick, we'll, we'll jump into the championship. I normally do this with, uh, with legacies, but, uh, I almost called this the legacy of Magnum PA, but it's unfortunately it was so short, man. Like he was really robbed. And, yeah. you know, when you think about the potential, uh, we talk about what if, man, what if he was healthy? What if that never happened? Yeah. What if when Turner bought Crockett, you know, he came over as their number one baby face? What if he went to WWF later? What if, you know, yeah, so many things. Did we do that on an episode when it was a what if? When it was what if Magnum TA we didn't get yes, in the car accident? Was, yes, it Did was. We yeah, yeah. Actually, do that scenario. Yeah, that was that was that was mine. Yeah. So I, I think about Magnum quite a bit. Um, Jess just told me about it years ago when we were really young. He's like, this guy Magnum TA was going to be the shit, and I started watching film, and I was like, oh man. And I, I remember the match he was talking about where they that they basically have like they're doing that dagger, and it's like oh right in the eye almost. And I'm like, this guy. And you can, I mean, I don't know him, so I don't, I don't feel the emotion as much, but I hear the crowd and I'm like, man, this guy was so over, so completely over. Um, people loved him. I loved um, his finishing move. Some, his finishing move was a belly to belly suplex. It was really good. Like he was, he was awesome. He was he's, great. And, he, he's and a he's a guy huge too. guy, yeah. had the look. Yeah. He had it all, you know? Um, yeah. It was just a, just a tough thing to hear and see. And it's, it's definitely a missed opportunity at best. Um, and uh, like we, we talk about it, what if all the time? It's it's one of the things I think about a lot. Um, what what would have changed the wrestling business if he had not gotten in that horrifying wreck with his Porsche and wrapped it around a telephone pole? And was and what if he what if he wasn't sitting there for two hours? What if they could have helped him if someone had seen it? What if that happened today in today's world? Nobody would, he would have been. Someone would have found him in minutes, not hours. And well, yeah. and on top of that, too, there's a lot more. They're a lot better with spinal work, too. You know, they could yeah. use some. Maybe he would have sure. never wrestled again, but or, you know, or he would have been limited or something. But like, yeah, he definitely would be. It's amazing that he could even walk now, like or that he was walking then, too. He was supposed to be paralyzed from the neck down. They were convinced. And uh, because of his yeah. good conditioning and the shape that he was in and all that stuff, like that's what helped him heal quickly. And yeah, it's it's really crazy. So on one hand, you look at it and you're like, he's actually lucky. Like, but on another hand, you're like, fuck, man. Like, we were robbed. He yeah. was robbed. You know. Yeah, totally, totally robbed. And I mean, it's like we were robbed. God, he yeah, was he robbed. was robbed, right? He was yeah. So selfish. So why did he get in an accident? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah what's Me, I'm upset. He would, why? Why would you do the speed limit? Why wouldn't you do less? I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, championship wrestling from Florida. He was the NWA Florida Global Tag Team Championships five times. That's a made up title. McGee. Uh. So was Scott McGee, is it Scott McGee once or no Scott McGee three times Dusty Rhodes once and Brad Armstrong once? Uh, George Tragos. Join us next Luther time. And what happened to Scott, Scott McGee? McGee. I was just yeah. thinking that. I was like, like who the fuck is Scott McGee? What's up, Scott <laughs> McGee? Um, uh, he won the uh, Luthes World Heavyweight Championship award in 2017. Ah, I'm Scott McGee. Oh, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, Jim Crockett Promotions, he was the NWA United States Heavyweight Champion twice there. Mid-South, he was the North American Champion two times. He was the Mid-South <clears throat> Tag Team Wrestling two times. One with Jim Duggan, 
and one with Mr. Wrestling 2. I love my way of Mr. Wrestling 2. Um, Pro Wrestling Illustrated was ranked number 73 of the 500 best single wrestlers of the PWI years in 2003. And he was also the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame um, and Museum Class of 2020. So I'm really hoping... You see, you see how like, there's 2017 awards, there's 2020 awards. WWE. I'm really hoping we're going to see... Why wouldn't there be a Hall of Fame for Magnum TA? What, WWE? Like yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm on AEW. Yeah, they will. They will yeah. eventually. I don't know how you can't. And like, it's just... What what could have been? What could have been? It could have been Magnum what Mania if? with the yellow shirt and the red letters and ripping your shirt. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Andre likes it better. I'm sorry. Instead of slamming Andre, Belly to Belly's Andre. He's like, Belly Belly Slam. And he goes, I gave you your name. As he gets. I just happened to be walking that day, brother. Yeah, I've been wanting to do this for a while, too. And I'm finally finally getting my my head out of my ass and doing some quality episodes. So we got Jamie Noble. We got Magnum out of the way. So I'm trying to to get on the streak here. Yeah, we, we got it. We I know it only appeals back. to us older fans, so I don't care, right? Like, I, but you False. you should know the Magnums. You should know the Magnums. It, you should know your shit. If it prompts some younger people to go back and know your shit, stuff, I think it's worth it. Really, that's good stuff. Uh, for audio fans, give us uh, give us a little hey, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. On social media, can you give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP 2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast? Or check us out on Daily Motion. We're going to have some good stuff over there on Sensor. We can watch whatever we want, uh, say whatever we want within reason, because stop that. <laughs> Unbelievable what you say sometimes. But uh, we can have some fun over there. So check us out on that Daily Motion. Also, OWP We'll be discussing a wrestling cool. business model over there yeah. that we've been talking about. That's what I heard. The- That's what I heard. We'll just say this episode yeah. sponsored by Magnums, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, for the OWP, this is Cuz, Craig, Justin, Dave signing off. Have a good one.